Hello and welcome to King's Arms Online Church. For those of you who haven't met us, my name is Ben and this is my wife Yvette. Hi there. We'll be hosting um, this meeting from our newly painted room. Um, in fact, the story behind this is that I've been um, avoiding my wife's um, DIY list for the last two years. But, um, the last two years. Well, <laughs> it be more than two years. But, um, but having been in lockdown for the last few weeks, um, I finally ran out of excuses and the paintbrush had to come out. And we have um, a newly painted um, room. Anyway, we're so, we're so delighted you're able to join in to online church. Um, today, I think it's such a privilege to be able to meet together. I was speaking to a friend recently who, for medical reasons, has not been able to be um, in church on a Sunday. And um, for the first time in years, um, uh, he's able to connect um, through online church and be part of um, um, the church community. So I think it's a great privilege we have um, just now. And um, for me, what really excites me the most is that uh, we carry a promise that wherever two or three of us are gathered in his name, in God's name, his presence will be there with us. And so right now, I believe that um, God's presence is just filling rooms, houses in and around Bedford as we meet together uh, for his for his name. Um, before we get started, uh, we just got a few practical points to share and I'll hand over to Yvette. Thank you. Okay, just so first of all, if you would like to connect with someone after the service, um, we have team members ready to meet and chat with you after the 9.30am service and the 11.30am meeting today. Uh, to do that, you can just follow the Zoom link in the notes uh, section below uh, when the service finishes. The second thing is that our giving will look a little different today. Uh, we're having a special offering to support those in a developing world, you don't have the infrastructures and support which is needed right now and who are potentially facing a, a massive crisis. So we will have an opportunity to watch a video about this and to give after our time of worship. Mm -hmm. In a minute, I'm going to hand over to the amazing Molly to lead us in our time of worship. Um, but before we do so, can I just appeal to us to, to posture our hearts to be able to give God the very best worship we can during this meeting. I don't know about you, but for me, when I'm in front of a screen, a TV, mm -hmm. I expect to receive, I expect to be entertained, right? And if it's if it doesn't entertain me, I flip to a different channel. Can I just encourage us to change that mindset if you, if you, if you like me, you have that. And be, be, as we watch the screens right now, as we join in time of worship to be prepared to give God, your very best worship this morning because he is worthy of it all. So over to you, Molly. My 
take every dream away You'd still be my risen one The place where my hope comes from Life could break You'd still be my saving grace My promise of all to come place where my hope comes from Oh, my hope is in you My treasure and my truth My hope is in you Oh, my hope Oh, my hope is in you My Treasure and my truth My hope is in you Oh, my hope Oh, my hope is in you My treasure and my truth My hope is in you for us then who could ever stop us and if our God is with us then what could stand against and if our God is for us then who could ever stop us and if our God is with us then what could stand against and if our God is for us then who could ever stop us and if our God is with us then what could stand against God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? Oh, then what could stand against? Oh, our God, our God. God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other, our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God, our God, our God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, 
you shine out of the ashes we rise there's no one like you there's none like you our God is greater our God is stronger God you are higher than any other our God is healer Awesome and power, our God, our God, our God, our God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other, our God is healer, awesome and power, our God, our God, our God. Our God, oh, and water you turned into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. There's none like you. And into the darkness you shine. And out of the ashes we rise There's no one like you There's none like you Our God Our God is greater Our God is stronger God, you are higher than any other Our God is healer Awesome and power Our God God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other, our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God, and if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us, and if our God is with us, then what could stand against, and if our God for us and who could ever stop us and if our God is with us then what can stand against and if our God is for us and who could ever stop us and if our God is with us then what can stand against and if our God is for us and who could ever stop us and if our God is with us then what could stand against God is stronger, God you are higher than any other, 
Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God. Our God, our God. Our God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God. Our God, our God. Our God, our God, this is our God. Oh, this is our God. This is our God, a healer, protector. This is our God, this is our God. Our God, our God, this is our God. He is healer, he is protector of everything. Our God, comforter, bringer of peace, oh. promise still stands great is your faithfulness your faithfulness i'm still in your hands this is my confidence you've never failed me your promise still stands great is your faithfulness your faithfulness I'm still in your hands this is my confidence you've never failed me God you've never failed me This is my confidence you've 
You're the beautiful one. We love your name and how we love your name, Jesus. You're the beautiful one. We love your name and how we love your name, Jesus. You're the beautiful one. We. You're the beautiful one. We love your name. We love the fragrance of your holy name. You came and brought us into the reign of grace. We love the fragrance of your holy name. You came and brought to the reign of grace we love your fragrance we love the fragrance of your holy name you came and brought us into the reign of grace we love your fragrance we love the fragrance of your holy name you came and brought us into the reign of grace You're the beautiful one. We love your name and how we love your name, Jesus. You're the beautiful one. We love your name. I'm so in love with you. You're beautiful, so Fix my eyes on you. You're beautiful, so beautiful. I'm so in love. I'm so in love with you. You're beautiful, so beautiful. I fix my eyes on you. You're beautiful, so beautiful. I'm so in love. I'm so in love with you. You're beautiful, so beautiful. I fix my eyes. I fix my eyes on you. I'm so in love with you, you're beautiful.
that as we fix our eyes on you everything really does change you are holy you are powerful you are kind you are good you are loving yeah. and uh, right now we we welcome you into each of our lives into each of our homes and we ask you to bring your peace your joy father god i thank you that we can be secure because you are god mm. and you are for us amen. and i pray that each of us would, would just rest secure in that knowledge right now amen Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Molly, for leading us so well in time of worship. Um, as Yvette mentioned at the start of our meeting, our offering today uh, will be going towards our friends in, de in developing nations who are also facing um, the impact of the pandemic. We believe that um, as a church, we're called to be part of the solution to this nation, but to friends um, in other nations as well. Let's watch this video together. Hi, King's Arms family. Great to have a moment to, to share with you. And I hope you're coping with the stresses and the strains of lockdown. Uh, Caroline, who's never done it before, cut my hair this weekend. I think she's done a pretty good job. She's pretty embarrassed about it. But anyway, um, so I hope you're coping with all the strains and the things that are going on. I hope you and your family are well. And uh, I just want to update you for a moment with what's been on my heart. Because although obviously I'm concerned and praying for what's happening in the UK, what's happening in the Western world, one of the things that's been uh, deeply bothering me is what's happening in the developing world. And what's going to happen in the developing world as this virus progresses. Um, we've got lots of infrastructure and support, but many of those countries have nothing. And a week or so ago, I was really crying out to God and praying for the developing world. Um, and I was drawn to Luke 16 as I was reading this passage. Uh, many of you will know it's about Lazarus and a rich uh, a ruler. And the, the, there's lots of things we, we shouldn't take from that story and, uh, and some things that we should. One thing we definitely should is that those of us with material wealth in this life should look after those who are are poor uh, and should look after the poor and so that story provoked me again to cry out for the poor to cry out for those in the developing world and then as I was um, uh, praying I um, received an email during a coffee break and let me just read it to you it's from Sam Amara our good friend who's in Lagos Nigeria it is a very difficult situation here in Lagos with the extension of lockdown for another 14 days I'm afraid many family will starve to death last week a single mother with three kids called for help saying for some days they've not eaten anything on Monday, the leader of one of our churches called crying that his people are starving to death. I'm running out of food stuff and money to support people. And we got another email from uh, Jonathan in Liberia. Dear friends, I'm strongly convinced that the good in COVID-19 will surely come out. However, we need your prayers more in Liberia during the lockdown now. There are no national plans put in place for the majority, very poor and jobless people. More than 70% of the population who survive by either daily hiring or trading. Community clinics are closed, which will lead to many people dying from other diseases untreated. There's no safe drinking water supply, no electricity, no medication for treating other diseases. Under these circumstances, we have a state of emergency. Many people might just die, not because of the COVID-19, but of hunger and lack of medical care. Please pray for us as we go through this global pandemic under these extreme circumstances. 
These are our friends, these are church leaders that we know and trust and they are crying out for us to, uh, to help and we've had similar appeals from Pakistan, from Kenya, from Uganda and they're coming in thick and fast from across the world. And as I read these words it really prompted me to just cry out to God and just say God help us to help the poor. We don't want to sort ourselves out and forget those in the developing world. And I felt God say to me, Simon use your energy to raise £100,000 in three weeks. And so I immediately contacted the King's Arms team, and many of you will know I also uh, lead the Catalyst team, which is the, the team that leads this, the group of churches that we're part of. And both of those teams were of one mind, that we need to stand with our brothers and sisters in the developing world now. We are concerned with the UK and our financial prospects as, as things move forward. We don't know where it's going to go, but our brothers and sisters in Christ are starving and starting to starve today. And we thought we've just got to stand with them. And so can I encourage you, if you can, uh, to give uh, in this season to help us to stand with them to raise £100,000. Uh, as the King's Arms, we took up a, an offering, our vision offering recently, where you've already sent £20,000 of that money. We really wanted to stand with uh, our friends in other countries immediately. But we just knew many of you would want another chance to give into this situation, given the desperation of the situation. And so if there's any way that you can give to this emergency fund, I'd encourage you to. Uh, we've worked out that in many of these countries, it costs about £20 to feed a person for a month. And so if we can raise £100,000, uh, we can feed somewhere between four to 8,000 people across the next month. If you can give a little, that will be uh, amazing. 100% is gonna be spent on supplies, uh, there's no uh, admin fees, there's no salaries involved, 100% will be spent on emergency food, emergency medical aid. It'll all go directly to the church leaders that we know and trust to distribute to their communities and to distribute to uh, uh, the wider communities around. And so I'm going to hand back to Ben now, who's going to give you more information practically about uh, giving. I'd encourage you to keep praying about this situation. I'll keep, updated, keep you updated as things move forward. But thanks so much for listening. God bless you. Be with you you and uh, thank you for standing with us at this critical time. Well thank you Simon. Um, if you're able to give now will be the time to do so um, using the information on your screen which is kingsarms.org forward slash donate. You can press the give button on your note section and select the COVID-19 relief drop down option. We'll take a minute to, or two to just pause and to enable us to do so. Well, thank you very much for your giving and for your generosity. I just pray that Father God will bless you in our abundance as you've given to serve our friends and, and brothers and sisters in other nations. I pray God blesses you in abundance in Jesus' name. Well, it is my delight to uh, welcome uh, my very good friend who will be sharing God's word with us this morning. I can tell you, you're in for a real treat. And so over to you, Phil Wilfew. Well, welcome to my lounge. It's great to have you here. Thanks for joining us today. And wherever you are watching this uh, in the UK or around the world, you are so welcome. Thank you for joining uh, the King's Arms broadcast today. 
And these, of course, are uh, unusual times that we're living in, in terms of the way that we connect to one another and the way that we do church life. Uh, but as always, our center point is turning to God's word. And if ever there was a moment to anchor your life in God's word, then this is the moment. Because if you're going to be wise, like the Bible teaches wisdom, then you are to build your house on a solid foundation which is the Word of God. And so we're going to turn to the Word of God together today. And if you've got a Bible, you might like to turn to Luke and chapter 4. And we're going to read an account today of Jesus going through a moment of incredible testing in his life, an unexpected, perhaps surprising moment of testing that he had to endure and walk through. And of course, if you are a Christian, you don't the moment you follow Jesus, you don't get a get out of jail free card to experiencing trouble and difficulty and hardship. In fact, Jesus said, in this life, you will have many troubles. And how many of you have discovered that he was not kidding? In this life, we face trials, says the Bible, of many kinds. And for many right now, uh, we are experiencing a trial, a pressure, a difficulty, a moment of unexpected wilderness. And in these moments, it's so critical that we ask God the question, what are you doing? What are you doing in these moments, Father? Because Jesus said, my Father is always at work and that he works all things together for our good. So that means even in seasons of wilderness like Jesus experienced in the story we'll read today, the Father is accomplishing something. He is doing something under the surface. And of course, uh, many of us will have experienced the reality of, of trouble and difficulty. I remember the first time my daughter discovered that there were some difficult times ahead and she was just three years old and she had her first little wobbly tooth and she was quite anxious about this. And in the car one day, she was talking to us about her little wobbly tooth and she was wobbling it and she was nervous about it coming out. Would it hurt? You know, is it definitely going to grow back? Like, and so we were chatting to her saying, it's going to be okay, Lauren. It's going to grow back fine and it's not going to be too painful. And all of mummy and daddy's teeth fell out and grew back again and we're fine. At which point she had a dawning revelation that all of her teeth were going to fall out, not just this one. And she burst into tears in the anticipation that there were some trials ahead bless her little heart and for all of us we're going to walk through trials at some point in our life and so a key question to ask is god what are you doing in these moments so let's just read the story we're in luke 4 and i'm going to start reading in verse 1. jesus full of the holy spirit left the jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil he ate nothing during those days and at the end of them he was very hungry. Jesus then endures three temptations. He overcomes them all. And then in verse 14, we read, Jesus returned to Galilee after this experience in the power of the Holy Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. So what can we learn from this short passage about the wilderness? Well, the first thing is this. is just because something is difficult doesn't mean that God has left you. Just because something is difficult doesn't mean that God has left you. What we read here is some rather surprising verses because it says the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. 
This is one of those scratch your head moments because it, God was uh, uh, just prior to this moment uh, with Jesus in the baptismal tank of the River Jordan. Jesus had been baptized by his cousin John and had an incredible encounter with his father where he heard his father's voice saying, you are my son and I love you and I'm well pleased with you. And the spirit encountered Jesus in a moment of public affirmation. It was a real mountaintop moment. And yet the very next verse is that the Holy Spirit, that same Holy Spirit that was with him in the water, led him into the wilderness. What this tells us is that God had some plans for the wilderness season. Now, the truth is that we can find ourselves in difficult spots, in trials, for all sorts of complex reasons. And it's not easy sometimes to give a simple answer as to why we find ourselves in difficult spots. Sometimes we find ourselves in the wilderness because of our own stupidity. We just make bad choices. Sometimes it's because we have a real enemy that hates us and wants to steal from us and rob and destroy. Uh, Sometimes we're in difficulty in wilderness because it's just a mystery. We don't know why we ended up there. But sometimes it can be divine conspiracy. We find that as we walk in the wilderness, we encounter God there. He is there with us. There are all sorts of complex reasons and maybe a complex uh, combination of all four of those while we can find ourselves in difficult spots. And for many people right now, they're asking the question, why are we in the grip of this COVID-19 pandemic? What's going on? Where is God in the equation? And to be honest, there is so much mystery. There's so much that we don't know. And what I've discovered as a Christian through the years is that if I focus on what I don't know, it can begin to undermine what I do know. In other words, if I focus on the things that are concealed from me, I start to lose focus on the things that God has revealed. And so my encouragement in this season is that with all the things that we don't know and we're uncertain about, is that we come back to God's words and remember the things that we do know. And so there are some things that we do know. What I know is this, if God is for us, who can be against us? What I know is, is that if we're in Christ, we are more than conquerors, whether in life or whether in death, whether over angels or demons, whether we're on the heights or whether we're in the depths. I know that nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. This I know. What I know is that Christ died for me, that my sins have been forgiven. What I know is that as Jesus was raised from the tomb, I have been raised with him because I've put my faith in him. This I know. What I know is that he came to bring life in all its abundance. And so these are the things that I focus on in a season of mystery. When we're walking through the valleys, we remember what we know about God. We stand on the truth. We build our lives on the truth. And we allow that to transform the way that we walk through mysteries. Just because something is difficult does not mean that God has left you, doesn't mean that he's left me. You know, I remember a season a few years ago where my father-in-law tragically dies and it was a very dark season in our lives. It was a very, very bleak moment. And I remember the day that I found out, I would say it's probably the worst day of my life. And that season was full of mystery and full of heartache and full of grief. And yet somehow, in the midst of that season, we found God. We found that he was the comforter. 
that he comforts those who mourn. We found that he's the counsellor, that he counsels us when we don't know what to do. We found that he's the God who brings hope when we're feeling despair. We encountered God. And the truth is that our gospel has both a cross and a resurrection. Our gospel has an experience of discovering that even in the Trojan horse of the cross, God was bringing forth victory. And he was in that moment with Jesus when everyone had left him and he seemingly was in his weakest moment. And yet even there, God was at work powerfully redeeming the world. And yet also there was the hope of resurrection, that Jesus conquered the grave and came out the other side. Our gospel message has both a cross and a resurrection. And we find that God is present in both of those experiences. He's with us. And that's what he is accomplishing even in wilderness seasons. Second thing that we know from this passage is that there are no victories without battles. There are no victories without battles. Now again, lots of crummy stuff happens in life that God has nothing to do with. He hates evil. He hates sickness. We know that he hates these things. They don't have their origin in God. But what we do know is that God will use battles for his people to bring forth victories. He will deliberately sometimes place us like small sparks of light in the darkness so that we can bring transformation. And the reality is there is no victory in Europe day without D-Day. There are no testimonies without going through tests. There are no messages without walking through some mess. In other words, God sometimes will put us deliberately in moments of pressure to bring out of us what he's put deep within us. There's no victory without battle. I love this uh, passage in Psalm 78 uh, because of what it reveals to us. It talks about the men of Ephraim and we read this, that the men of Ephraim, though armed with bows, turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant and refused to live by his law. They forgot what he had done, the wonders he had shown them. This is a tragic verse, but a very revealing verse, because what it says is that the men of Ephraim, though they were equipped and armed with bows, they turned back in the day of battle. In other words, they had everything they needed to win, and yet they forgot that, and so they turned away from the battle. And it's so easy as Christians to turn back from battle and forget that God has equipped us to win. He's put the tools in our hands and our hearts and our minds to bring victory out of battle. All the things that we've learned about God that we stored up in our hearts from his word, all the prophetic promises that he's given us are for such times as this. That's why Paul says to Timothy, he says, Timothy, fight the good fight by the prophecies made over you. He's saying, Timothy, you're in a fight right now, but that's okay. God's given you promises that you can fight with. You are born to bring forth victory out of battle. And I think we need to understand that in a national context of anxiety right now, God has equipped his people to win. This is our moment to shine. This is not our moment to turn back from the battle. And you know, numbers of years ago, we discovered what Wilfew, my surname, means. And it's a very ancient name. And what it means is one who snatches victory from the battle. That's a good surname. And so when I look at Carol, my wife, her name means Song of Joy, 
who snatches victory from the battle. Or I think about my daughter, Lauren, her name means victorious one. So she's victorious one who snatches victory from the battle. Samuel, my son, is one who hears God and snatches victory from the battle. And my name is Philip, which means lover of horses who snatches victory from the battle. Now, admittedly, that's slightly less impressive, but nevertheless, there's something in this season for us as a family where we want to snatch victory from the battle. So we wanna put ourselves at the front line of being part of God's answer in this moment of time. Listen, God has equipped you to win. And the truth is the last lesson that you learned about God before lockdown is probably exactly the thing that you need right now to bring victory. So think, God, what have you said to me? What are the treasures that I have in my heart that you've put in me for such a time as this? And then the third lesson that we learn in this passage is that resistance reveals strength. Resistance reveals strength. You know, I really believe that the wilderness experience Jesus had was not about exposing his weaknesses as much as it was about revealing his strengths. As pressure and resistance was applied to the life of Jesus in this moment, he discovered just how strong and noble and regal he was. He discovered his sonship and he stood tall and he overcame temptation and he emerged from the wilderness stronger than when he went in because pressure and resistance actually reveals how strong you are. Now, obviously, many of you will know that lockdown has slightly interrupted my burgeoning weightlifting career. Thankfully, uh, I've got a few weights at home, so just doing a few of these. Keep these bad boys going. And what I've learned in my short weightlifting career is that resistance builds strength. You know, you go to a gym and lift weights that are very easy, you are not really gonna build any muscle at all. At best, you're gonna maintain what you have. At worst, you're actually gonna lose muscle. You've actually got to put some pressure on your muscles to increase stamina and to increase capacity and strength. And it's the same spiritually. Spiritually, when you face resistance and you walk with God through trials, you build spiritual muscle. James 1.3 says, you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. James is saying, on the other side of trials, when you endure trials with perseverance, then you come out complete and mature, not lacking anything. In other words, there's an upgrade on the other side of trials. There is muscle building going on when you walk with God in resistance. You know, when you, as a parent, teach your kids how to ride their bike, you just feel like a complete bully and a complete meanie because, you know, you get them on their bike and they're riding up and down the tarmac and occasionally they're falling off and there's bloody knees and there's scrapes and there's bruises and there's crying and they want to quit and go back in the house and have some juice and a biscuit. And as a dad, you're like, no, get back on that bike because at the end of it, you're gonna be able to ride the bike like the other kids in this neighborhood. Come on, you can do it, but I don't want to. Come on, you've got this, you can do it, I'm with you. and. With perseverance, finally the penny drops and they begin to ride their bike 
with no stabilizers or help from dads. And they're like, look at me, daddy, I can ride a bike. And you're like, yes, you can. And the truth is that you get up skills when you persevere through trial. And so right now, this is a moment where God actually is revealing strength in his people. And I've been so proud and amazed hearing stories of Christians who are doing amazing things in their communities and in their hospitals and in their neighborhoods, who are starting charities, who are starting initiatives to care for the most vulnerable. I'm so proud of seeing how God is revealing the strength of his people in this season. And that is a beautiful thing. And I tell you right now, if you are walking through a moment of difficulty personally, if you are struggling, if you are maybe feeling anxious or depressed or alone or vulnerable, let me encourage you to hold onto the coattails of Jesus and know that this is not a wasted moment with God. As you walk with him in the valley, he is producing something in you and you are going to come out with an upgrade. So trust God, worship God, put your faith in God and hold on to him and hide his word deeply in your heart because there's an upgrade on the other side of this moment in your life. These are some of the things that God was accomplishing in Jesus' life. And it's amazing what we read at the end of Luke 4. Luke 4 verse 14 says that Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside. In other words, on the other side of the wilderness, there was revival. There was awakening. There was a moment where the nation began to see Christ for who he was. And in this moment that we're living in right now, that is my prayer Father, would you reveal your son in the nation and in the nations? Would you show people who your son is? Reveal him in power. And I would encourage us to make that our prayer in this moment, that in all the fragility that we're suddenly faced with, that eyes and hearts and minds start to turn towards Jesus as our great hope, our great saviour. And if you are watching this or listening to this, and you don't yet know Jesus, my simple invitation to you today is come in, come home to your heavenly Father who loves you and has everything that you need and knows you better than you know yourself. In fact, the Bible says that he knit you together in your mother's womb and that all your days are numbered by him. He loves you, he gave his son for you. He gave his son so that your shame, your guilt, your feeling of weakness could be swallowed up by the life that he alone gives. And so I'd invite you today to join with us as we pray now. Let's come to our Heavenly Father. Lord, we thank you so much that you are with us in tough seasons, that you are accomplishing in us more than we can yet see with the naked eye. And we thank you for the power of worship in moments where we feel shut in, where where there are restrictions on our life. We thank you that worship transports us into another dimension where we see you seated on the throne. And today I pray for every person listening to this message or watching this message online, that you would bring powerful hope, powerful love and powerful faith into the equation of our lives. Lord, I pray for any right now who are battling with anxiety or fear. Come now, Holy Spirit. Come into the wilderness. 
be with us as you were with Jesus in his wilderness moment. Lord, I pray for any right now who don't yet know you, who have never made a decision to follow Christ. Lord, would you come into their homes right now and speak their name. If you would like to make a response to follow Jesus, you can respond right now. There's a, a button right now on the link that you're watching. You can simply respond there and request prayer from one of our team who are waiting to pray with you in this moment. We would love to introduce you to this Jesus who loves you, who knows you and wants to meet with you today. Lord, we thank you that you're here right now. Maybe for some of us, you are struggling to see any reason or, or, or a sense in this moment. And I pray right now that you would know that God the Father is with you in a very special way. Lord, we give ourselves to you in this season. We thank you for all you're accomplishing. And we pray out the other side, Lord, bring revival. Awaken the nations. God, do something spectacular for the sake of your name. God, come to those who are grieving right now and turn their mourning into rejoicing. Lord, we pray again for our health service and we say, come, strengthen, protect, empower. Lord, let your kingdom come and your will be done. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us, guys. Great to be with you today.